<laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I listen. I I love when I have the opportunity to get on a, a podcast and chat with others about the industry. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah, because with me, it's like when I listen to other podcasts, they don't really talk about the real, real shit of the business. Yeah, the cooks. The, the it's more about the you know the sex, the fucking, and all that stuff. And I try to be different to where I give the listeners, my smokers, a real look into the porn business. It's more than just the fucking, the sucking. Mm-hmm. It's politics in it. It's it's a whole lot of things. And with you, see, smokers, see, he's doing it the old school way. See, mm-hmm. what I mean by that is, he, you understand that you're going to start a course of helping men become their you know, talent. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And from the era I came from, when dudes got in the game, we had to go find a producer, or we went and seeked out other producers that was in the game to kind of teach us how to run. What made you decide to go on this venture? Uh, I had, so on the venture of creating the course? Yeah. So my, my, um, I've been in this industry for in and around this industry for about 15 years. So when you, when you talk about having to find a producer, having to find a studio when you wanted to get into this business a while ago, Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I started. You know, I started when the the focus of a studio or a production house was DVD content and website mm-hmm. content, you know, yeah. and they were the only ones that had the high grade equipment. They knew how to film it. They knew how to capture all that stuff. And, you know, I'm on DVD covers. I'm on websites that have been around for decades. Like, I, you know, that's, that's where I got my start. Fast forward, we have OnlyFans. We have Fansly, we have loyal fans, we have all of these creator driven platforms. Mm -hmm. And so what I have seen is that any guy comes along, he's got a phone and a dick, uh, thinks he can be a porn star. And, you know, to that point, you can be, I mean, you can get paid to fuck. That is the definition of a porn star. Now, The issue that I have personally is that I see a number of guys get into this industry and they don't know how to communicate. They don't understand testing. They, they treat this business like a dating site, you know, like Tinder or Bumble. They don't know how to perform properly. I mean, they're just, they're having sex like they would if there was no cameras around. So you don't get to see action. It's, you know, very low quality, amateurish, all that sort of stuff. And and again, there's a market for all of that, but I, I've talked to a number of uh, performers who have felt afraid in some of the collaborations that they've been in. Their boundaries have been violated, and you know they they've been lied to about testing. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Oh yeah. And I just I looked at it and I said, you know what? There's there's a better way of doing this. I don't I I don't want to say, hey, you know, guys, you should stop getting into the business because you're doing it wrong. What I think we really need is education. And and me personally, I love to educate. I love to help bring people up to my level so they can succeed and and go even further. And by by showing the newbies coming into this business how to handle paperwork and how to do testing and how to properly communicate with your co-star is going to get them much, much further in this business than what a lot of them are doing now. So that was the the main reasons behind why I decided to put this course together. I just felt like there's there's a, a desperate need for education in this industry. Okay. Smokers, you're already here. This is about to get lit. So <laughs> let me go ahead and get these particulars out the goddamn way because Buckle up, fellas. It's about to get real. <laughs> Welcome to the Smokers Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I am. Kavanaugh, the Subway Champ, a.k.a. the Porn Red App Star. You know what to do. Find all my links with one link, allmylinks.com backslash Porn Rap Star. Let me tell you about four wonderful sponsors that we have been enjoying for three years now. I'm talking about none other than the first one being the Facebook and LS community, LS World. Dot com. Next up, the Hot Adult Magazine, the Game of Scissor Magazine dot com. And the new home of the premium smoke room for you content creators, 90% profit. No hashtag issues. Don't have to worry about getting bumped off like they're doing OnlyFans. And for your consumers, a new place to consume your triple X content, easy to navigate. It feels like social media. You can even post some stuff your damn self. I'm talking about excitebunny.com. Last but not least, award winning, award nominated. 
We're talking about voiceover with Smut, and they even have award-nominated VR side of their site. I'm talking about none but than blusherotica.com. We also a proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network. So go over to shopgwdistrict.com and go buy something right, don't you? Also, check me out in the mornings, five days out of the week at fullswapradio.com. Also on, on the on skyhawkafterdarkdv.com as well as the BGBLLC app. So I'm going to let this man that's a veteran like myself who fucks the shit out of his talent when he works with them. And he's been <laughs> slanging it for a minute. Introduce himself. Tell him who you is, brother. My name is AZ Pornstar. Uh, I am based out of Phoenix, Arizona. Been in and around this industry for about 15 years. But my brand, AZ Pornstar, has only been around for about a year and a half at this uh, at this point. So Kind of getting started as an individual content creator instead of a mainstream creator. And uh, it's been an amazing year and a half, I will tell you that much. Almost definitely. Because like, like I said, when you came in, similar to how I came in, because I didn't go Hollywood. I went straight independent. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even go for it. It was hell. Now I'm like, these motherfuckers now, y'all got it too goddamn easy. That's why y'all act the way y'all act. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because even to the point, like, in order to, like, we had to use Handicam, then it was a big ass cord that you had to connect the cord to your laptop, and and you it takes a while for that son of a bitch to actually load onto the movie Windows 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 Movie Maker. Oh, or, yeah. <laughs> it, or it came, or that shit came with the program. I think Pinnacle was one of the names. Yep. Yeah. Man, that shit was hell to get a scene. Mm-hmm. A scene. Oh, and by the way. It costs a lot to get that bitch edited. Yeah, and that's and that's that's a thing. You know, years ago doing doing this required a, a lot of knowledge because the programs were not easy, and it required a lot of time because they weren't easy and they were expensive. You know, every bit of it. You know, the the equipment at the time was expensive. You know, the post production was expensive. The distribution channels were expensive to get out there. So yeah, it was it was a lot different back then. Yeah, that's why a lot of motherfuckers just took their ass to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, because they didn't they don't have any of those responsibilities when when yeah. you're when, you know, I, I call it the the mainstream is what I call the nine to five of the porn world. You show up, you you fuck on set, you create the scene, you get your check at the end, you walk away. You have no control over that content, where it goes, how it's edited, anything else like that. You just show up, get paid and you, you move on with your day. So it's kind of like the nine to five in the in the porn world. Yeah, because see, even to the point I had this argument earlier this year with a lady online. And we were talking about, I guess, the mention was, I guess, discussing male talent and how they move. And I said, well, back in the day, whether it was a company or a female, you had to send profile pics. Mm-hmm. And I explained to him with the profile pics, this motherfucker is going to sit here and say, oh, that's sexual harassment. Why you had to send a dick pic? Why you had to do this? It doesn't matter size the dick. I'm sitting there looking at her like, you really don't understand this business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You don't understand this business. It has to be a certain size because it's about aesthetics. It's mm-hmm. about how it looks, you know, period. They wanted to see what type of body you had, what type of scars you had, this, that, and the third. If a female, she might have one titties lower than the other. They want to know what they're paying for people. Yeah. Because even when you went to Hollywood, they tell you, take off your clothes, turn around. All right, see you in 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, because because of that, because you're you're a commodity, you know, yeah. as a as a performer in the industry. You are a commodity. And so they need to know what kind of commodity they're selling, you know, and if the the general um, performer on their site is is petite, um, has no tattoos, is brunette, you know, they want to know what you look like. So then that way they know, are you a fit for their product and, and ultimately something that's going to make them money? So, yeah, that was very, very important. Yeah, because see, in two years, I had a situation where girls come in, they Photoshop. You have a girl come in, she Photoshop like she got a flat stomach, she got a little pudge. Mm. You know, and they're like, wait a second, that's not the goods that we paid for. Oh, and by the way, they were way more harsh and meaner. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I saw that process play out a number of times. In, in my time uh, prior to being an independent creator, I worked with a lot of studios, I worked with a lot of agents, and that you're right they were not very nice about it you know they they would pick out every single little flaw 
And, you know, they're like, they would find a way to disqualify you very quickly because yeah. it was like, they wanted the, the cream of the crop. And I think personally, I think that's why I prefer content creation now because it's more body positive. Yeah. Um, you know, it, there's, there's categories for everybody to be into, um, you know, whether you're petite or BBW, whether you have zero tattoos or a ton of tattoos, um, you know, there's, there's a number of different categories. And so, you know, now it opens up the creators to express who they are and, and feel comfortable presenting content as genuinely as possible, not trying to be something that a studio or an agent wants them to be. Yeah, because the one social media made it that where they could become more known walking into it. Because, you know, mm -hmm. back in the day, they wanted girls that you, you ain't seen them. Mm -hmm. they, they wanted to be the one that break her in. They wanted yep. to be the company that break her in. Yep. You know, they gave a fuck about how many shoots you did with some of the companies. Yeah. Because there was such things known as overshot. Yeah. Girl come in that first year, she shoot with everybody. Next year, you don't hear from them. Because they mm -hmm. ain't booking them. They got everything. Yep. Yeah. And and you know, I still see that nowadays too. I mean, there's I've worked with a number of first time performers and, and by first time, meaning, you know, they shot maybe one or two scenes prior to working with me. Some of them shot their first scene. And, you know, it's a conversation that I have with them, you know, because a lot of them are like, oh, you know, I want to go to this big company and that big company. I'm like, listen, I was like, if you go and you shoot, 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 shoot in a year's time, maybe a little bit faster, you may not have any more opportunities because now you've been, like you said, overshot and nobody wants to, nobody wants to work with you anymore because they want new and fresh faces. So if you're going to go that route, move slowly into it, do some here, do some there, make your own content in between, but don't, if you get burned out fast, you make a ton of money, but then yeah. it's gone. Oh yeah. Real fast because yeah. they got too many girls that's coming. Dudes mm -hmm. is different because they keep the dudes a small core of dudes because it's about dependability. Because yeah. it's a different level when we're talking about, yes, there's level to this shit in porn people. See, content creation level ain't shit. No, it ain't shit. Let's talk about Hollywood level. <laughs> very, very different level. Woo! I did not go Hollywood. After I saw with a Hollywood shoot, no, nah, bro. Yeah. I, I, I buy down to end when they do that. You want to know why? Too, there's so many people in that motherfucker a lot. Mm -hmm. More pressure. Yeah. You know? So speaking about that, let's go back to the time machine. What got AZ, AZ porn star into the porn business? So this is a this is a fun little story. Um, so again, this is going way back. I was a 21-year-old photographer. I had my own photography business. I just kind of started it. And I would do like weddings i would do you know sports i would do kind of stuff here and there wasn't a whole lot of work at the time so i went on this wonderful website called craigslist and i started looking around for photography gigs let me see what i could find you know kind of fill in the gaps so at the time i was living on the east coast so i was i was in the new york area and i answered an ad for somebody looking for a photographer to capture nude and partially nude photographs of female models and you know hey listen 21 year old guy i'm like i get to take pictures and get paid um you know and they're partially naked or fully naked women why not so i answered the ad i go all the way down to uh west orange uh new jersey and um i i kind of come into this complex and it looks like an old factory you know really nice brick building everywhere and i was like oh cool i don't this interesting place so i go up in and uh, and I walk into the lobby and, you know, it's just it's got a couch and a desk there. Nobody really there. And the producer comes out and he's like, hey, we're back here. So he, he brings me down the hallway. And as I turn the corner coming into the room, that's the moment I realized I was on a porn set. I walked in and there's dildos everywhere. You know, she's laying on the couch, butt naked on her phone. The, the male talent is standing at the end of the couch with, you know, dick in hand, just trying to stay hard. And I come in and the producer goes to me, he goes, listen, he goes, we're going to take and we're going to mock up all the shots. We're going to do all like the pretty girl type of shots. We're going to do all the staged, you know, the stage position shots. He goes, I need you to take pictures of all of this. He goes, and then you're going to sit against that wall. We're going to film the whole scene. And when it's done, you're going to come in and take pictures of the pop shot. I was like, all right, fine. Not a problem. Thought this was the coolest thing. I get to be on a porn set and I get paid for it. So I do this for about a year, year and a half, roughly and uh, get into this wonderful routine. 
and I'm sitting there against the wall on my phone one day and the producer is, is visibly upset. The male talent was struggling. Uh, apparently the producer had paid a lot for this girl to be there. Cause like you said, she was brand new. Um, and, uh, and he needed to capture the pop shot. So half jokingly and half serious is, is how I like to maintain it. He turns around to me and he goes, do you want to fucking get in there and do this? And so, cause the male talent wasn't, wasn't working. And so before he could finish getting all the words out of his mouth, I was already like undressing. <laughs> I was like, I was ready to go. And, uh, it was, it was great. And so I go in and I do the pop shot. And one of the things that um, anybody knows about me as a performer is I have a very large volume of cum when I, when I climax. So yeah. um, looks great on camera. People love it. And so I, I step up, I, I do the, the cum shot and absolutely cover her. And I back out and still naked. I go over and I grab my camera gear and I go back into the scene and I take pictures of it and everything. So at the end of it, producer comes to me and he goes, that was the most amazing first cum shot I've ever seen. He goes, if I paid you a little bit more money, would you still do the pictures and step in at the end of every scene and do a pop shot, basically be a stunt cock? And I'm like, hold on. So let me let me get this straight. You're going to pay me to take pictures. Then you're going to pay me more money. And I get to take and blow a load basically all over this girl. And he's like, yes. I'm like, I, yeah, sure. Not a problem. Like, help me in. So I do this for, for quite some time and, uh, and I wound up, you know, uh, becoming friends with some of the agents and some of the girls that had worked in the industry. And, uh, you know, it was, it was great for a number of years. And then, um, you know, I traveled, I did some bigger studio work, you know, all up and down the East coast, never really out West. And then, uh, I wound up moving. And so I, I came out to, uh, to Arizona and there wasn't at the time, I didn't know that there was as big of a, a a filming scene out here. Yeah. And so I kind of got out of the business. I, you know, I'd still build websites. I'd still do kind of things behind the scenes. I'd edit scenes. I'd edit, you know, pictures and stuff like that. Um, until I found a, a studio here and, uh, you know, I, I started doing some work with them and uh, had another studio and it just, it kind of blossomed from there. And then uh, July of 2022, I branched off and I started my own dedicated brand. So that way I am performer and producer. So, Word. yeah. So, I mean, so it's kind of like one, you, well, one thing we know you never made the whitelist, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> see, people be doing, see, people don't know the little tidbit shits because you hear about the blackballing, but mm -hmm. you don't hear about the whitelist. The whitelist is if you come too damn fast. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you will not get booked again. No, no. They they need the one thing that I have learned, and it's something that I've perfected over the years, is how to essentially come on demand. You know, yeah. it was one of those things where like if you need a 15 minute scene, I can fuck for 14 and a half minutes and then that last 30 seconds, do the pop shot. If you need me to go for 30 minutes, I can do 30 minutes. If you need me to go for five, I'll go for five. Like I as a performer know my body and know what it takes to get it there in order to deliver on whatever the producer uh, or my co-star is looking for. And plus also know how to slow it down because like mm -hmm. <clears throat> this is something that I never really talked about on the show, but you know what I'm talking about. You feel yourself about to get to the point of it's coming. So we have to sit, settle it down. That means get out the pussy for a second. Mm -hmm. You might eat it for a minute. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like a little tidbit that, as a professional male child, let's make this clear, you kind of understand. Because your whole yeah. thing is you want that nut 
to be strong. Yes. So they can see it on camera because once again, it's about the aesthetics. Yep. And, you know, it's funny that you said that, that anytime, you know, that's, that's kind of like an inside secret. Anytime you see a, 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 a two people going at it and yeah. he pulls out and then goes down and just starts eating her right away, yeah. that he was about to come and he needed to get off of that ledge a little bit. And so that's the best way to go and do it, you know? Yeah. You know, because it's like, even as a male talent, you know, what positions might make you pop quick. Yep. So you yep. try to avoid them to the end. Yes. You know, yep. see, it's, it's, see, that's the reason why I tell females iron sharp is iron. You want to work with a professional yeah. because they know what the fuck to do. And it's our job to make them look good because we engineered the scene. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with that more. Like, shit, cause like one of the shots I like from him, and I said, damn, it was hot. <laughs> you you mounted doggy style and you pulling shorty's hair. Yep. And you want to call it. That was a hot ass shot. Yeah. It's it's one of my favorites. There's there's a couple uh there's a couple things that I do that I I think I wanna I I'd like to think that they're unique to me. They're not, you know. I think every position has been done in porn somewhere along the way. But some of my I some of my favorites are doggy style. Um, I love getting kind of up high and yeah. then either pulling their hair or putting my hand around their throat and just getting like right next to them as I do it. And they seem to enjoy it and when it comes to like the previews and the pictures and it just, it looks great. It, it absolutely. But see, I'm going to tell you something else. Cause, cause me and you are cut from the same car. I'm a photographer as well. Mm. When we're filming, we're thinking of the steals actually. Yeah. That's we're we're thinking it. of yep. the shot, the steals yeah. because if you're going to go back, you're going to look for the steel that you want to put for the cover. Cause you come from the same time frame where we film for DVDs, not for yeah. customers. Yep. See, people understand that that's the reason why our stuff was a little bit more creative. Yeah and more polished than what's going on today. And that, you know, and that's so true too. Like, you know, I, I try and broadcast sometimes for my VIP members a behind the scenes of an actual porn shoot. Because the thing is, is I shoot static. I don't have a camera person because I am very picky about the shots and how I get them. I do shoot with multiple cameras for that reason, you know, but I'm always up here in the middle of, of doing the scene. I'm up here going, does this look good? Am I getting the right angle? How's the look? Is the sound good? Like, not just like, is it recording the sound well, but like what I'm saying, what she's saying, how we're interacting, any of the dirty talk. I'm thinking about every single element other than what I'm actually doing, which is having sex. I'm thinking about all the pieces that go into it and how they're going to look. I'm not yeah. sitting there going, oh, this feels amazing and everything like that. I'm going, Am I recording a good product that I can turn around and sell and make money off of? And that's all that goes on up here during an entire shoot. Yeah, because people don't realize it's like, it ain't just fucking, I keep trying to explain this to everybody. Mm -hmm. It's fucking with, it's strategic fucking. Yeah. Because the whole point is, one, we can't be loose because we got to do angles. We have to turn ourselves just as much as we turn the female. Um, like I tell anybody, like, this shows me how experienced male talent is. If she's riding a big cowgirl, you don't part the butt cheeks at some point, I have no respect for you. Mm -hmm. Yep. Why do we part the butt cheeks? So you can see how much of that dick going in the pussy because that's yeah. the point. Yeah. They want to see it. how much you're taking it. Porn, porn sex is not regular sex. And I, I think this was best illustrated. So my partner in real life also shoots content. And I got started uh, doing my, my solo stuff, if you will, uh, my brand prior to her. And then she kind of came into it. And she never really understood that. That was something I was trying to explain to her is I was like, listen, porn sex is completely <coughs> different than regular sex. And so we, we wound up doing a scene together. We actually had a couple come over because uh, the wife was looking to get into the, to the industry and she wanted to see how a scene goes. I was like, listen, I'm going to be shooting with my, my actual real partner. I said, probably a great scene to come check out. And we go through, we film the scene is about 25 minutes long. You know, we film it. We talk to the couple after and they're like, oh, this is great. They, they leave. And, um, and my partner looks at me and she goes, you know, I'm still horny. And we go back and we have regular sex, no cameras on, anything like that. We have regular sex. And at the end of it, she goes, you know, she goes, I never understood what you meant by porn sex is not regular sex until right now. She goes, you and I just had sex on camera. And she goes, it was not anything 
close to the personal sex that we have. She goes, the personal sex is by far more fulfilling and feels better than the porn sex does. And it's literally the same two people in the same setting having having sex. One is for cameras, one isn't. It was it was incredible. Yeah, smoke that over smokers. See, what I've been telling y'all the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't the same because I have to think about certain things that I don't have to think about if there's no cameras around. I can just mm-hmm. fuck the brakes off for a week. I can sex up. If I'm in front of the camera, I, I got to sit here and think about hair in her face used the off-camera hand. <laughs> there we go. The hair off yep. the face because you yep. don't want to block the shot with the on-camera hand. So you yep. don't have a noise to do always have his hand behind the back like this and his hand going yep. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Because you don't put anything in between the action and the camera. It's always, you have to keep that as clear as possible, whether it's a hand, a leg, a foot, hair, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Yeah, it's it because I and see that's the biggest misconception a lot of these dudes walk in is because that's why I hate it like when certain content creators became popular. Mm-hmm. Never against them, they did their business. I, I get it. So hey, one motherfucker in particular, you they know what I'm talking about, Jimmy Smack. He got lucky. He got lucky. But it made the average dude think they can do it. Yeah. It's no different than when that Kim Kardashian sex tape came out. It made the average chick and the average dude think they can do this, you know, because it takes a lot. It's it 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 takes. I talk about mental prep, physical prep. Mm-hmm. People don't realize the mental we got to do before. Oh, and not even just that. Also, the chemistry, because like depending on the level, you yeah. may not have but fifteen minutes to get to know this female mm-hmm. for y'all to fuck yeah. in front of a room full of people. And, and you have to be able to sell it like you two have known each other, you know, are deep in love with each other, whatever, you know, it's just like you've known each other forever. And, and this is like the millionth time you fucked when, like you said, you met her 15 minutes before. And I think, I think that's one of the benefits to the content creation side versus the, the mainstream side is that you can spend a little bit more time, you know, getting to know you know, your co-star before you actually film and everything. But yeah, back in those days, it was like, hey, call time is 11 o'clock you know, show up, you're going to meet your, your, you know, your co-star now, you know, get undressed and start doing this. And it was, yeah, it was, it was, you had to mentally get yourself to that place. Cause you might work with a co-star and, and honestly, I've done it with in content creation. I've worked with some people who the vibe just wasn't there and you know, it, you, you have to play it so that you, you can deliver a performance that people are going to look at and not even realize that you two didn't have any chemistry. I've worked with other other performers who I've had amazing chemistry with and the content comes out, you know, incredible. And I don't have to think as much with it because it just, it vibes very well, but you get a, a wide range in this business. Yeah. See, see, that's the biggest misconception. Not every female or every shoot is going to be smooth. You have mm-hmm. to somewhat work it out. Sometimes you might have a hard time getting the fuck up and you got to take a walk off mm-hmm. you know period you know i've had them moments before too I had to go outside smoke a cigarette you know what i'm saying yeah get the blood flowing walk around the walk around the parking lot for a little bit and come back in and break her back out yep we, there's such things called a maintenance scenes where it's basically missionary doggy style and blowjob that's it yep yep yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's that's ba- that's a super basic scene right there yep <laughs> That, that is called the binary scene. Yeah, nigga. That way, you know the scene is working if you get a ride sequence. Yeah, yeah. But if all you see is blowjob, doggy, and missionary, and sometimes blowjob and doggy, that was a maintenance scene. Yeah. They, they, they weren't working good together. No. And listen, I, you know, I've had situations you talk about not being able to get it up on, on set bodies are weird that's the one thing that i you know everybody is unique every body is different and you know i've had days where i'm just like i'm off for whatever reason and i'm and i struggle and you know i've had to either cancel or shoot and i'm very honest with my co-stars i'm like listen today is not a good day i'm feeling off it's not a, not going to be a good scene but in situations where it's, it's been on the professional side i was like listen let's sell this the best we can and when you talk about those positions you know the 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 blow job you can kind of make it look like the guy is fairly hard you know yeah. doggy style you can kind of hide stuff you're not getting a lot of you know the piston action if you will yeah. but you, can, you know you can kind of fake it that way and it happens you know it it absolutely happens now i think there's you know a little bit more in terms of you know stay hard uh, drugs like viagra yeah. and Alice that kind of help out but 
Oh, and I, I tell dudes, don't feel shame. Cause I remember dudes who get ragged whoever did that. Mm-hmm. And when more of I got in, into the business, it wasn't, it wasn't because they couldn't keep it up or keep it hard. It was to make sure that it stays yep. hard. It's an insurance and, policy. You know, and also some of those those pills make you able to last to where you don't pop as quick. Yes, because that like is I very say, true. At the end of the day, that's beauty of content creation too. I might get pop twice in the scene, it don't mean nothing, it won't hurt me. Yeah. You know, period. Not on the big side of things. Oh no, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh no. <laughs> There's a conversation to decide between the producer, the camera, and, and the director. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So how do you pick your female talent to work with? You know, so um I don't have any sort of selection criteria. What I look for, especially as a content creator, is I look for co-stars who are open and willing to promote the male talent that they work with. And I think that that's something that does not happen enough in this business is that there are a lot of creators out there who will put out a scene and go, I did this scene. And if it's a guy, they don't tag the girl. If it's a girl, they don't tag the guy. And then you're wondering, you know, maybe you like the guy or the girl that's in that scene and you want to follow their content as well. And I don't, I don't like working with people who don't do that sort of stuff. So I always look for people who market alongside their, the, the talent uh, that they've worked with. So that's number one. Number two, I look for people who are also body positive. One of the biggest things in my content is I work with a variety of performers, all shapes, sizes, and colors, because personally and professionally, I believe that every person is beautiful and good looking in their own right and <laughs> that we should be able to work with anybody but, and not get locked in to I only shoot with this type of person. So mm-hmm. the things that I look for are people who are very positive, very outgoing. They, they tag the talent that they work in. They help cross promote. This is a, hey, we're all going to tie our boats together. And when the tide rises, we all rise. Like that's, that's my mindset. Um, and that's it. And, I, and I'll reach out. And uh, I love working with new creators. I love working with established creators because each brings their own um, their own unique traits to the scene as well. And I've done some incredible scenes with brand new talent. You know, I've done some incredible scenes with seasoned talent. And and to me, it's it's that full gamut. So nothing in particular that I look for. I just look for really positive people who are here to do the best job that they can to help bring the people that are around them up um, and, and really want to put out a good quality product. That's, that's the main focus for me. Okay. So now, fellas, we're about to get on y'all asses real quick. <laughs> Let me pull this damn vape. No one smoke cigarettes. I got those cigarettes right now. So and I don't feel like I'm rolling my next blunt. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> what's the biggest mistake you see these guys make? I see a lot, but what's the biggest mistake you you see? Oh, maybe business. Where where do I begin? I think that's I think that's more of the question. Um, I mean, listen, I'm going to touch on a couple things because I don't know. I I think the biggest mistake is really subjective. Um, you know, depending on who you talk to. Uh, in some cases, I think some of the mistakes that these guys make, and again, this is all addressed. We address all of this in the course for this reason. Um, guys will get gear and they'll, they won't test it out and they'll go to use it the very first time they go to shoot with somebody and things fail. The quality is not there. They have all these sorts of problems and it makes them look very unprofessional. Um, communication. I find that, and, and I see it firsthand because I, you know, I have guys reach out to me, but I also have guys reach out to my partner and she shares that stuff with me. Um, you know, guys are treating this like a dating site. You know, they reach out and they go, hey, baby, to somebody that they've never interacted with. You know, they, they start telling them what they're going to be doing um, when there hasn't been a discussion which takes me into the, you know, a third item is I see a huge, huge violation 
of boundaries and consent in a lot of these scenes. I have talked to so many performers who have had their boundaries violated and and, and it's sad when they tell me this because nobody should ever be in this position, but they say that they didn't feel that they had the ability to say no and stop the scene and walk away from it. So they just continued to do something that was going against their boundaries, was not consented to. Um, you know, so that's that's that. The you know, and then you know, I can go down the list. You know, paperwork. I, I run into creators all the time that you you talk about two two five seven, and they go, "What's that?" You know, they don't understand a model release. They don't See, understand. I, I'm gonna tell you what it is. The difference. They do not respect the business walking in. Mm -hmm. If we came into business, we were taught to respect it because one, it wasn't easy to get into. Two. The people in it had fucking high standards of who they dealt with. Like, trust and believe, I never forget this lady, Candy. I don't know if she's still alive or not. She missed Candy, I think. She came from fucking Hollywood. I showed her a digital camera back then. She told me to get that shit out of my face and get a real camera. Yeah. A year later, guess what we were shooting with? Digital camera. Yeah. But the yeah. point being was the level that they was expecting us. They wanted, they wanted the profile pics. They wanted to see what the guy looked like, vice versa. Yep. They, they want to see what the girls look like, you know, the whole nine. It was we was taught to respect the business because it was not that it wasn't that simple. So the people coming in now, they don't respect it. It's like easy money. Yeah. It's like, you know what I'm saying, fast money. You spend it fast. You don't think about the down, down, you know, down the down the line. Yep. You know, and that's what it seemed like to me because I always looked at it as a craft. Yeah. I always looked at it as a business because I kind of understood you got to establish relationships in order to continue to grow and make money in this business, period. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, I think that's great. Boiling it down to respect. I there's there's a lack of respect by the guys for the industry. There's a lack of respect for the guys towards their co-performers. There's a lack of respect for the content that they put out. And I, you know, you and I come from a different era in this business. I think some people nowadays enjoy kind of that really amateurish, you know, things bouncing around, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But like you said, we treated it as a craft. We treated it as something that, you know, we want to put our name on it, it for us. It was not a short term gain for a long term sacrifice. It was a short term sacrifice for yeah. a long term gain. And that's what we were always after. Yeah, because the whole point of it was. I wanted even to the sites, you just couldn't put anything on there. Mm -hmm. It had to be a certain type grade. Yeah. It, she even right now, Fab House. If it ain't got a pop shot, they will not let it go through. Yep. It has to be a visible pop shot. Yeah, it has to have a, a start, a middle, and an end. It, it has, yeah, I mean, even, yeah. even Pornhub says that too in their in their yeah. premium program. They say the same thing. It needs to have a beginning, a middle, and an end to it. It can't just like end partway through and that's it. Like they won't yeah. allow a partial or half scene. See, that's the reason why my man Fonso Lay said, I don't do porn for TikTok because that was porn came to. We do it. I get where he was coming from on that because the way that we has been sold because of OnlyFans yeah, and because people sit back and you had all these talents want to post how much they were making, mm -hmm. you know, and, and want to flex. So now everyone, and you know how people think, oh, you, you made that. You ain't shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. Yep. <laughs> He can do that. This shit. So you motherfucking talk. I ain't gay, but you dead looking at our dicks talking about we ain't fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot, man. But I mean, but but see, it's a lot. But see, that's the other thing too, because they don't realize also we do have to play to a gay fan base. As much as they yeah. want to that shit, you can't. Yeah. Females, y'all complain about us leaving your dick pictures. Yeah. We get them too. <laughs> Every I no joke. I get them every single day. And and here's the thing is I have on a number of my platforms. I literally say, if you want to be in one of my scenes, if you want to perform with me, if you want to get into this industry, here's a list of things that I need you to do. And I, I can't tell you how many guys 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say guys because I haven't received too many unsolicited pussy picks from from women. They're oh, no, usually a different that. approach. Yeah, it's a very di- different approach. Um, but from the guys, I mean, I will get dick pics. I will get you know they'll just be like, hey, I've got a big dick. You know, I want to shoot. You know, I'm tested. You know, I'm I'm reliable. Whatever they, it's the same shit all the time in there. And I get them all the time and they, they completely disregard everything that I, I put in there. And it just shows me that again, like you said, the lack of respect, you know, when I, when I reach out to somebody that I want to shoot with, I don't send a dick pic. I don't go, Hey baby, you know what I say? I go, hi, my name is AZ porn star. And I'm a content creator who's been in this business for over 15 years. I have a bunch of references if you would like them or feel free to go through my timeline on Twitter and you can reach out to anybody that I've tagged on there and you can talk to them. I said, I've got high quality content. Here's what I shoot with. Here's samples of my stuff. Here's everything that you need to know about me before I ever start a conversation with you. I'm just going to send this as an intro, give you everything, let you sort through it and then decide how you're going to respond to me. A dick pick is not a good opener at all. No, it's not. It's, it's not. Because they're going to look at you as a fuckboy. Yep, that's it. They're not going to respect you. That's the biggest thing you to hurt me. When I go through the trouble of being professional and you treat me like a fuckboy, I'm like, do I look like a fuckboy to you? Yep. Do, you do I look like someone that's just here to fuck you? Yeah. You got that half right. I want to fuck your ass on camera so I can make this fucking money. I can care two shits about <laughs> fucking you, period. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so, and that is something that does, I do get asked about a lot personally, is, um. Yeah. so I'll have, I'll have talent reach out and they're like, Hey, I'd love to shoot with you. I'm like, okay, great. Like, here's my process. Here's how I do it. I'm, I'm type a OCD ADHD yeah. type of person. So I'm, I'm extremely organized. And so I'll send them all this stuff and then they go, Oh, okay. That, that sounds great. You seem really organized. You know, I'm not sure how, you know, how this would go, you know, uh, maybe we can just, you know, fuck first at, you know, off camera and see how that goes and then do a scene. I was like, listen, I was like, first of all, um, I don't have sex off camera with anybody other than my partners. That is it. I said, if we're going to do something, it's going to be on camera. That's it, period. Unless we're dating. If we're dating, then we can do stuff off camera. But I'm not looking to date. I'm, I'm looking to create content. And if I'm going to take that time to do something with somebody that I'm not in a relationship with, those cameras are going to be on and I'm going to make money out of it. I'm not going to do stuff on the side with you. Yeah, because, I mean, people don't take into account we have significant others. We married. We have kids. We have fucking life outside this shit. Mm-hmm. It's a profession for us. This is not fun. I've, I've been there, too. But I talked to a female, and she would tell me how she shot with somebody else, and yeah. they fucked off camera, and she decided to do content. Mm-hmm. I said, so, basically, you want, I have to, I'm paying you, it was supposed to be the content trade yeah. and paid scene, not a paid collab. Let's keep yeah. this in mind. Yeah. Yep. One scene that I pay her, the other scene is content trade. The only way I got the content trade if get fucked off camera. Why the fuck I'm gonna pay you for me just fucking you? And then I'm gonna fuck you off camera for free. Bitch, yeah. are you crazy? Yeah. No, that second, no, 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 no. I got a wife I gotta go home to, yep. you know. It did I which also tells me makes me question how you move in your personal sex life. And and that's that's a great point because it's if that's how things are with you, what's going on separately, and then what kind of risk for STIs does that put you at? And there's I shit, this just happened the other day. I, there was people who did not they were like, hey, um, I have uh, chlamydia, um, and so we can't do a fucking scene, but we could do a blowjob scene. And I'm like, um. No, because the same cells that are down there are here and just be, it's not like localized, like it's in your body and you can still get an STD from oral sex. It just, there's no, there's like, there's no concept to that. And I'm like, no, that, that shit's not going to happen. Like you need to have a clean test before, or I should, I I should say, I don't want to say clean because I don't want to do the connotation of clean versus dirty. What I should say is a clear test. So your test comes back all negative. That's when we shoot. I'm not going to do something, you know, in a, with a different part of you because some other part of you, you know, has something like it just, it, the, 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 the lack of knowledge and understanding there is just, it just blows me away. I'm, I'm still stuck on the fact that she said we can still do a blowjob. Yeah. I came with committee. You, I, I stared at that message for quite some time going, I, I like, I was, I thought, I thought somebody was like punking me because I was just like, how, how does this not compute? You the most, have 
and STI. I ever did was I let a girl slide because a test didn't come in on time. It came back clear, mm-hmm. but the level of trust I had to have for that yeah. speaks volumes, people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because for 10 years, I did condom. I didn't go raw except for yeah. Yeah. Hey, that was whip a test. Hey, no, I ain't playing around because I rode around with some of these girls. I know how they play. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and we see that, I mean, it's not just, I know we're, I know we're talking about the women, but there's guys that do it too. I mean, honestly, uh, there's, yeah. And there's, there's, there's a number of them out there. There's a group here in Phoenix, unfortunately, that uh, has been posted all over Twitter a number of times because they've fake tests they've done. They, they literally, somebody had an STD altered their test and then wound up giving it to a performer then she wound up from what i understand wound up giving it to her kid it just it became this whole thing and then more and more people came out of the woodwork and it's just like why is nobody i mean with with hiv and with some of these things floating around why is nobody taking their testing seriously why play that game like it's not hard to go down and get tested you wonder why Mm -hmm. that's why he's horny as fuck and he ain't got four hundred dollars yeah. There you go. Because that's what that way it comes down to. Because the test is fucking free to ask me down there. Yeah. The test is twenty five dollars to ask me down there. That shit four hundred down with that new STI on that shit. Yeah. So yeah, you know, like I said, I came from a time where we did get away with doing the health department until yeah. these dumb motherfuckers wanted to fake that. It, it, that's mm-hmm. why I laugh at somebody talking about TTS, man. But you know how many people don't fake the TTS? Mm-hmm. It, it, it actually a prominent star fake the TTS. That's why his ass blackballed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the things that I usually I, I tell people is I'm like, listen, don't ever accept a screenshotted or a PDF uh, test ever because they can be altered very easily. Um, I have I have a background in technology. And so that that stuff is like anybody can figure out how to do that. And, you know, I always say it needs to be in a portal. It needs to be like you need to be able to watch them on your phone, log into the portal, click on the message from their doctor. Or, you know, or, or the, the, the testing organization that they went to open up the results and then see them right there. And the, the one with the TTS that you were telling about, I mean, yeah. they went to an extreme level to fake that test. And so they took the QR code, they built yeah. their own little website on it to show that they were clear. And so again, what I tell people in that situation is like, if you're a producer or if you are talent, log into TTS and then scan their barcode because then the, it, it will bring you, it'll show up top whether it's on the TTS website or not. And it's just, and you know. And sad that people go through the trouble of that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It like, put it this way. If you don't want to get tested, just get you a Ray with bitch and fuck on camera. There you go. You got nothing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stay in that lane. No, yeah. y'all want to come over here with that bullshit. No. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, yeah, it's frustrating because then when people aren't honest about it, what what they're failing to realize is that they're affecting more than just themselves. And that's where a lot of the, the people, and I'm going to say guys and girls in this case, mm-hmm. they're just focused on, well, it's just me. And then it's this one other person. But what they don't realize is that one other person might have a family life and then they have their professional life. And then they, they're going out and doing all these other scenes. And so if you're not honest, then they're spreading this to a whole bunch of other people. And if you're not honest and they catch it, then it's also taking them out of their ability to earn an income and to be able to connect with the people that they care about. And it causes a lot of havoc in somebody's life just because you wanted to get your dick wet, you know, from the guy's perspective or, you know, get fucked from the, the, the women's perspective. And it causes a lot of damage down the line that nobody seems to think of. And I can't understand why. No, because it, it not only that, it shuts down a whole industry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've already it had that one twice this year. Industry, and we're talking yeah. about millions to billions being lost because you can't shoot for a day, or mm-hmm. ain't nothing worse than these, this person traveling and come to find out that uh, well, we it, it's a shutdown. And the funny part is, people are so scared they would they they can sit there and be around nobody still would not shoot because they're afraid that somebody gonna snitch. Yeah, <laughs> and I heard this was snitching on somebody that did that yeah. shit. I said, damn. Yep. They find out that damn boy, it's serious. 
I, I think there, I think there needs to be some more accountability around yeah. all of that, you know, and if somebody's going to go to those lengths, I mean, yeah, like you said, they, they get, they get blacklisted, blackballed in the, in the industry. I know, I know myself and a number of other creators here in Arizona, we maintain a list ourselves for anybody who has done things like that, you know, altered test has been abusive, has violated consent or boundaries, things like that. Like we're, it's not, we don't want to work with or support anybody who works with them or them or whatever the case may be like it's just not it's not healthy for this industry at all we need it we need to raise the standards when it comes to content creation we need to raise the standards for everybody yeah because it's it's not that it the money's being made and being clean mm-hmm. that's is part of the job it's no different than any nine to five you may have to take classes for this or or you might have to take a shot for something it, it, you know what i'm saying i'm just saying that's part of the that's part of the resume is mm-hmm. the test. Yeah. You know, because it enables people to feel comfortable enough, because especially since what they were saying back in the day, which has been proven wrong, you know, God remember dudes say this all the time to girls. You it, a scene with a condom don't make money. You, real professionals, they go wrong. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go wrong, you go if you want to play with the big dogs, you gotta go by big dog rules. Yeah. That's yeah. Female, female. Yep. Because it's 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 designed to keep everybody as safe as possible. Now and, and, and this is the thing, is I don't I I don't wanna say, hey, listen, if you follow these rules, you're you're gonna be in the clear hundred percent because there's always room for something to happen. And and it yeah. all depends on how you get tested and when you get tested and incubation periods or germination periods for different STDs. And it's it's one of those things where it can happen. But if you're going and get getting tested regularly, if you are very deliberate with how you interact with others in an unprotected sex scenario. Yeah, that's, can... that's the key. Because mm-hmm. see, it's I, I talk about this all the time. So these fans can understand. Let me sit up. Do you understand the sacrifice that we have to take in our personal, not professional, personal sex life? We can't move as if a single man or a swinging man or a cheating man can yeah. move in his personal life if he's not doing porn. If he was, let's say he was a bus driver, he was shit, this, that, the third, what have you. We can't because we can't come back and that test is dirty. Yeah. You know, period. So we yeah. can't take somebody home from the bar. And that's where a lot of the problem is. Some of these mm-hmm. niggas, some of these dudes, what have you, they get that test and think they fucking tap from yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's not. And that's the thing. Getting tested. I get tested every 14 days. Now, back when you and I started in the business, it was every 30 days is, yes, is what you get tested. You know, now it's every 14 days. I'm hearing some rumblings of possibly going to seven to help cut that down. But every 12 days I go in and I get tested. So I have overlapping tests. Then that way, once one testing period ends, I've got another one that picks right up. And it's done to reduce the risk and you will never reduce risk to zero there's always going to be some inherent risk but the more the more practical you are with how you handle the test how often you go who you film with how you handle your personal life all the different pieces that go into it you're going to be far safer than somebody who just throws caution to the wind and is like ah you know i should be all right they said they're you know clear and I, you know, I, I believe them, you know, you just met them at the bar 10 minutes ago, but you know, they're, 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 you know, and I just, it's, it's, it's a very different level than on the personal life. And, and I agree with you as somebody who is in the industry, we have to be very, very careful with what we do and how we do it. We don't have the freedom to go out and do whatever we want to do because it just doesn't work like that. Yeah, I'll be real with you. The rules that we had to live by back then. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do that because let me make this clear. Swingers, they didn't fuck with. Cause they felt swingers was 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 too loose. Possibility of, you mm-hmm. know, I'm talking about back in the day of AIDS. Yeah. I don't know about AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> this is the key to dimples reminded me about AIDS. God, I said this was a test before TTS. I couldn't think of the name of it. But back then they didn't deal with escorts. If they saw you tricked. Unless, you know, some one of the producers was, you know, doing what he did, you know, yeah. 
You know how that is. You, you know what I'm talking about. But anyway. <laughs> Still happens to this day. Yeah, Still happens you to this day. Like yeah. Some of them girls don't get to Europe on their own. Let's keep it real. <laughs> so, but they frowned upon escorts and they frowned upon swingers because they yeah. wanted to make sure that that it won't no dirtiness. They, they don't want no stoppage. They even, like, the shit with the content house, they were doing that well ahead of time. But mm-hmm. when it did, it was more of a quarantine. Yeah, they picked up, grab everybody. They're gonna shoot for that weekend or that day. They all take their test. They be stuck in that damn um, mansion. So if mm-hmm. you did feel like fucking, you fucking somebody that, yep, you tested. So you ain't got to worry about it. They didn't go to the club or none of that shit. No, yeah, I know the teacher boys do that shit. Yep. And honestly, that's something that, you know, in the group that we have here in Arizona, uh, you know, we're working to build a community of, of really like-minded individuals who take safety, security, the ethics behind doing this the, the right way. And honestly, we're thinking about doing that same thing again, you know, where we go, listen, we're going to shoot in a content house for four days where we're going to have an amazing location. We're going to have a ton of talent there. Everybody's going to walk in that door on a Thursday night and everybody's going to be tested right then and there. Cause we have, um, there's, there's a couple centers here or a couple locations here that do rapid testing, which means we can get the results the same day. And so we get everybody to come in on a Thursday night. Everybody gets tested Thursday night. We have all the results back by Friday morning and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, everybody's shooting. You're only shooting with the people there. You're not going outside of the house to go meet anybody, go to the club, do anything like that. And we're there. And then now you get a, a ton of content in a short period of time. You're doing it. You know, everybody is 100%, you know, clear on the day that you start shooting. And, you know, you're you're not um, introducing anything that could cause, you know, further issues yeah. for everybody. And, and I think it's, the it's always is the last person you fucked. Because mm-hmm. you had that test and you cleared it. The next day you fucked something that dirty. Yeah. And you yep. didn't even do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, and that's the that's part of the education behind it, too. They go, well, if I get tested on a Monday and then I go do a bareback orgy with a whole bunch of random people that I met at the bar, just because you get your results back on Wednesday and it says that you're clear doesn't mean that you are. You actually invalidated your entire test because of the actions that you you took immediately after getting tested. And it's it's that's where a lot of the conversations and I encourage you know, creators to do this is that when you're going to work with somebody, have a conversation with them, understand what their personal life is like. I've had to put up some boundaries with people because listen, I've, I work with some performers, um, actually quite a few of them that do go out and they escort. And I say, listen, I don't have any issues with you doing escorting in your personal life. That is your choice. I, you know, I don't yuck anybody's yum. That is, that is your, your thing to do. And that's perfectly fine. However, what I need in order to reduce my risk is you get tested, then we shoot, and then you go do escorting or whatever you want to do after that. That way I know, hey, look, I'm in the clear. You can have fun. You can do what you need to do. Um, you know, I'm not going to stop you from doing that. I don't want to gatekeep any of that. I don't want to make you feel bad for doing any of that. That's your choice. You know, you can absolutely do that. But I need to make sure that I'm making a conscious decision as to how I – how actions of one person affect my risk level and and i have to determine what my risk tolerance is yeah because it, to me and not only that depending upon the level of clientele that she gets you also want to ensure that she's fresh enough for the fucking shoot mm-hmm. because a girl pussy can get worn out yeah yeah <laughs> it, 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 it happens it, i don't give a it, fuck it, how much bro yeah I, I mean, listen, we've had it happen during shoots too. Like even, you know, depending on the type of shoot that we're doing, if we're going for 45 minutes or an hour, you know, it's a lot of lube is needed. And I, you know, I had a shoot recently where we were going and we were doing it. <laughs> she turned to me and she's like, listen, I got about five more minutes in me and then we're going to have to call it a wrap. So I'm like, all right, let me see if I can do it. I've been shooting a lot that day. So, yeah. you know, I get to the end of it. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to be able to come. Uh, I think we've got some really good footage. We're going to kind of, you know, alter how we do the ending on this and, you know, we'll make it happen. But she communicated with me like, hey, I'm tired and, you know, I can't keep going. And that's just a regular shoot day, not mind you, whatever, you know, what you do in the rest of your life. Oh, no, I used to, we, I used to either fake when I, no, 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 I either fake a cream pie, but she didn't push it out. Yeah. Or, or what we call in the business, playboard it out. Mm-hmm. You fade it out to say, 
Yes. Yep. Yeah. He, now, he now it, he never shows you a pop shot, so you just fade yeah. out the screen. Just fade it. And now it's like you know some of the some of the methods that I've used personally is like we can fake an oral you know yeah. shot where she can kind of froth her mouth up a little bit and make it look like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's some yeah, there's some great lubes out there now. Um, you know, I there's one that I use in particular that you know I get like a little syringe, and if we have to fake it, I just I pump some of it in, and then I go and I go back in, and like I'm fucking, I come, and uh, and when I pull out, she pushes out the lube. It looks just like cum, and yeah. you know when you get to the editing part, you get a little creative on on how to make that work, and you know at the end of it, you're you're selling the 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 whole scene, even though that ending wasn't truly real. Yeah, it'd be times where I move, I might have popped quicker than I was anticipating, and I mm-hmm. somehow moved it to the end, and they never yeah. know the Yeah. You know, it's, it's pro-production to keep the, all these scenes. That's what people yeah. realize. Yep. You know, y'all seen the finished product, but y'all, but y'all don't realize, y'all seen the cake, but you didn't see what all we had to do to make them all. No, I mean, listen, I just I just did my numbers for uh, 2023. So on December 31st, every year, I like to look back at everything that I've done for the year, because I track everything. I'm, I'm real big on KPIs. So anybody getting into this business, KPIs, key performance indicators are going to help you make the decisions as to what to do and where to go in this business. And so I track a lot of that stuff. And I, I spent 155 hours in 23 um filming scenes and then i spent an additional 166 hours on top of that editing Mm. so that's well over 300 hours of filming and editing to get the product out there and so it's it's a lot it is a lot of work and and you have to be when you talk about you know the creative side you know that can take some time if you've got to move elements of a scene around you know you want to make it look cohesive you have to finish telling that story you know, it, it can definitely take some time. It's not just yeah. a quick, you know, film and throw it up oh, on the man. internet. Shoot, no, I'm going to tell you the worst thing in the world. When the audio ain't matching the motherfucking video, you got to move the audio to match it. Yep. See, it's a little tidbit shit that y'all don't have to deal with. Now, I don't know if it's because I don't, because I never really filmed with a cell phone because mm-hmm. I'm old school. I remember having a camera. Yeah. I, because I'm sorry, I need a big lens. I don't see how y'all do what y'all do. Yeah. <laughs> well, even and, and here's the thing, like I have I have nothing against phones because I think uh-huh. where phone technology has gotten to now is is phenomenal, like 4K, oh, yeah, 120. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Now, with that being said, do you know how to use the equipment that you have? And if you just leave your phone on auto and film, guess what? The audio levels are going to change. It's going to change the coloring on there as it, you know, as it re-meters the scene. It's going to lighten and darken as it re-meters, you know. And so now you have this, this scene that's just kind of like all over the place from a lighting perspective, from a sound perspective. Um, do you know how to set the, the, the settings, the professional settings on your phone to get a consistent quality video? And if you do, then great. That will make all the difference. But like you, I prefer... The old school cameras, you know, things where I can set it and it's it is not going to move the entire scene, you know. You know, because it's because like a lot of times the same camera, especially with me, I film with, I took pictures with. Yeah. So now as I tell you, it's kind of like if you had the setting similar, you really got to do too much. Yeah. Just point and shoot, you know. Like I said, and two also, not every camera, excuse me, not camera, cell phone. That you can put on disturb and you still have sound. Yeah. Yep. And it's even even the microphones aren't the best either. You can hear artifacts like and I see this a lot with people who shoot with GoPros. I can always tell when somebody shoots with a GoPro because you can hear the case yeah. on the GoPro rattle. And if you have a case on your phone, uh, you know, or you have something attached to your phone, every little movement of that train, I mean, is picked up immediately by the microphone. And that's why you'll see in in true productions i mean in in my set i have a microphone up and over the bed you know then that way i'm capturing sound over the middle of the bed it's not on the camera it's not it is off the camera it's up above the bed and i usually have one kind of down low to capture from a a slightly different angle but um it's a world of difference when you capture sound using equipment configured the right way same thing with the the camera gear same thing with the lighting gear it's it's if you know how to use the gear you're going to get a much better quality video at the end of the day and that's why it's a craft ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen 
<laughs> I absolutely agree with you. So I done held this man up, and we ain't even touched the surface. So you know <laughs> I got to ask you the million-dollar question. Sure. Mr. AZ Porn Star, can I call you a smoke buddy? You can call me a smoke buddy. Say no more. He will be back here on the Smokers Lounge, and we're going to bring him on the Premium Smoke Room. Actually, I mentioned to my homie, uh, Miss Kelly Shin, that we might bring you on her show. All I right. Fantastic. Fantastic. Up and plus, manifest and hope they get to work together. Yeah. Hey, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. I would that. love to see you and Kelly Shin work together because what, what would be great would be, be massive. So with that, my brother, tell everybody where you can spend money on you. Sure. So uh, there's a couple places. So I'm, I'll tell you, tell you two of them. First and foremost, if you want to see my content, if you want to see the scenes, you want to buy them, uh, see what I do, see my talents, you can go to azpornstar.com. That'll take you to, to, uh, to all my content, all the scenes that are currently released. It'll show you some previews of the scenes that are coming out. Uh, got a lot of content on there, stuff for every, every person and what they like. So uh, definitely a variety. If you are on the side where you want to get into this business and you, you want to learn how to do it, I am putting together this course. It is not yet launched as of today. Uh, right now, we're targeting for an announcement at AVN. That's when we'll launch it, so at the end of January. But you can at least get a sneak peek into the course right now. I tell you a little bit about it. Um, you can also drop your email, and I will email you when the course goes live. And because you dropped your email early, I'll actually give you a discount off of the course as well. To do that, you want to go to thepornstarcourse.com slash smokers lounge. And that will tell you everything about the course, why I created it, a little bit about myself, what you can expect. And then all you do is you hit that enroll now button. It'll take you to a page you put in your email address, and I will make sure I email you the moment the course is available. Say no more, people. So now you know what to do. And see, sometimes, like my, my granddad used to say, he said, Dust it do, sometimes we need to be the ones that teach because it takes us to teach the next generation how to move in this world. Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, you know how we end these things all day, every day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience if you haven't learned anything? Smoke this over. Mr. Pornstar, tell them goodbyes, brother. I appreciate you, my friend. Goodbye, yes. and a happy new year. <laughs>